Great morning, it's me, Lucia Gabriela, here at Lucia Gabriela TV, the place to be where we come to learn everything we can and how to uh, master our relationships, our sensuality, our sexuality, and our power. So today, uh, we are continuing the conversation about understanding uh, what sexual healing is and what is not, what is not. And we have the honor of having today uh, Dan Powers who is the director of Back to the Body. So really, really excited about today's conversation with Dan, and like I'm going to bring him right now into our forum. So here we go. Hi, Dan. Hi, how are you? Very good, thank you. Thank you for joining us today and for... Um, for sharing your insight and your perspective about this topic, it really, really, um, it really needed right now. So we've been having incredible, um, uh, incredible speakers here in our show sharing their perspective. And one of the things that I would love to invite everyone who's watching live and also watch later in the recording is to understand that everybody's perspective is unique and based on their work and life experience. And like we're here to honor and really uh, have an open mind and open heart. And whatever works for you, great. If it doesn't work for you, just toss it into the garbage or maybe sometimes hang it into the wall and and go back to it and you resonate another time. So we all here respecting each other. So, yeah, so I would like to learn a little bit. You are the director of Back to the Body, so we would like to know a little bit more about you, what you do, and how you actually help your clients. Sure. So Back to the Body is a central retreat experience for women. We use an immersive model. They come out for seven to eight days and are, are receiving sessions from us uh, in a group setting. And... You know, it's been really beautiful to watch these women who grow, who have actually a lot of trauma with other women and have created sisterhood. That's one of the things that I didn't expect that we would get out of this. Uh, but they're really creating a lot of sisterhood. Uh, there's a lot of safety that's generated between the women in, in their arousal and the pleasure that they're receiving. Uh, and they're being able to expand on that. And then we go to gorgeous locations around the world. Uh, I'm right now in New Orleans. Uh, we just finished a couple's retreat. Uh, we've got two more women's retreats coming up. Uh, then we're going to Iceland, Colorado, uh, Italy, Scotland, uh, all the place, Hawaii. Fun places. I love it. I, I personally have met um, uh, Pamela, who's also the co-director, who also worked with you in this. And uh uh, just to see the integrity of the work that you guys do and how uh, I love to honor Pamela in this because she's really so focused on like creating the safety uh, nest and also to create the integrity of the work work that is being done and not taking like taking it seriously not just like oh we're just doing this just for a retreat but like the way that you guys work is so so powerful and you guys really take your work very seriously so I really honor that Absolutely. I really appreciate that yeah well thank you yes Pamela's actually a really amazing woman who had her own journey in kissing some of the frogs but also finding some of the stars and when she found that there wasn't anything out there for what she was really looking for she created it and that's just the kind of mastermind that she is uh, and it's created this event that is very safe for women uh, we do have very strict boundaries in what it is that we do and don't do. We follow a sexological body work protocol, mm -hmm. uh, but it just 
the container that we've created here for women has been able to really expand them, heal them in a number of different ways, uh, some that we expected, some we didn't expect. Uh, so it's just been a really beautiful thing. She's done a, a really great job in getting us out there. Yes, and I have personally have uh, even like uh, people come to my uh, women's circles and like they when they talk about it, they're like, it's amazing. I, what I have heard is just incredible. So I'm really, really excited to hear from you um, all the questions that we have today, so your perspective. And okay, so let's dive into it. So we would like let's to dive hear, in. let's dive it into it. Uh, so what is sexual healing? You know, I think sexual healing depends. Uh, it depends on the person. It depends on what it is that they're looking for. We don't call ourselves healers because we're not licensed through any kind of state boards or anything like that. And actually, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of thankful and not at the same time. I think part of the problem that happens when you bring a regulatory service in place that they will put things in place that just that aren't very helpful in a lot of cases. And it's with the best intentions is to help people, to help them heal, heal that kind of thing. Uh, but if you look at ASECT, uh, the American Association of Sex Educators, Counselors, and Therapists, the therapists used to have, in some cases, have sex with their clients. And they were in a very vulnerable place, and you know, they, they I don't, I don't want to say manipulated them, um, but you know, maybe fell in love with them themselves, and and so it was, it was not a good thing. And they did this pendulum swing from being able to do that to very strict and rigid about even touching clients. And so if you've got a client who's crying and upset, while well, it would be healing to touch them in a caressing way, I mean, not not caressing, like a uh, comforting way, uh, they're not even allowed to do that. So I know. So that's, that's my little soapbox on on that. So sexual healing. Uh, is anything that somebody is looking for to help themselves move forward in an area around sexuality. And that can be a number of different things, healing from rape, healing from some kind of sexual abuse, be it incest or other kinds of things, or even just feeling better about themselves around sex, body shame issues, those kinds of things. Yeah. So what is not sexual healing? Again, that really depends. It, it depends on the person who is the receiver of it and what it is that they're looking for. Uh, yeah, it, and that's such a tough question. Uh, what is sexual healing? I know there's a lot going on right now in the world of, of Tantra and uh, the modalities of sexual healing. And I think sex therapy is sexual healing. I'm talking to somebody about what's going on in their lives, regarding their sex lives, regarding their body image issues, so anything that's going to promote them to a sex life that they desire for themselves is healing. And everything that's not is not sexual healing. So, but what does that even mean? Because so many things, even though they're not directly related to sex, have an impact on sex. So pretty much anything can be sexual healing. I think it just depends on the person who's there. Yeah, thank you. So the next question we have, 
all the questions that we have here today are a gathering of questions of different forums and even questioning myself when I was in my journey of like exploring sexual healing and also in my journey of like facilitating sexual healing because at some point I would not consider myself like I was in the sexual healing community but then like diving deeper into the work that we were doing like well we're working with emotion we're working with this like it, it is part of the sexual healing aspect of it so it's it, a lot of our viewers are not just clients who are looking to receive the help, but also a lot of the, uh, a lot of the viewers that we have, we have are people who actually are in the field and are still confused because so much um, muddiness and confusion about that. And listening to you and other practitioners, it kind of helps us to really have a better understanding and clarification of like what it is that we're doing and we're not doing. So some of the questions may sound like uh, we're repeating ourselves, but when we ask the question from a different perspective, different angle, we may have a different answer, we may have a different insight. So for all of you guys, bear with us. <laughs> so how do you know sexual healing is for you or not? So it depends on the modality that you're looking for. If you are in a relationship and it's not working well and it has something to do with your sexuality, then sexual healing could be for you. Now, the modality is going to depend. Is it you go to a talk therapist? Do you go to a DACA or a psychological body worker? Uh, what is the issue in specific that you're looking to correct? If it's something that is a mental state and uh, if you know, talk therapy can work for you, then great. I know people who have done sexual healing that have gone into the BDSM world and recreated a rape that had happened to them and was able to put it in a perspective where they were able to diminish the energy that they were carrying around with it by going through and playing through a rape scene, for example. And in the BDSM world, the, the bottom or the person who's receiving is the one that ultimately has the power. So... In this particular case, if I'm playing a rape scene because I was raped in the past, I know that I can stop it at any moment. And that point in time that I froze and didn't tell them to stop or didn't fight hard enough or wasn't able to fight hard enough or you know, whatever number of reasons that it happened, so many people blame themselves for something like that happening. But in this case, they can go through it and recreate the neural pathways and say, okay, you know, yes, this happened. We understand the, tra the trauma from it, uh, and let's rewire it so that we're not caught up in that energy that's keeping us from being uh, who we want to be. Yeah, I love that you brought up the whole aspect of BDSM and the therapeutic aspect of like how BDSM and kink can actually help the client to heal sexually. I love that because I'm in like the therapeutic kink <laughs> community too. So it's like, thank you for br bringing that up. So mm -hmm. these are questions that sometimes um, uh, we ask from a place of like, Understanding the process and in the journey of the individual to experience sexual healing, uh, but also uh, some people like the questions and people don't like the questions. So the question itself is: uh, Is there any levels or stages of sexual healing? Do you feel like there should be some layers or levels to do this work? 
You mean as far as the practitioners or the people looking for the healing? Um, both. Let's put it like in the way of like, should a client have, you know, sh when we provide, for a practitioner, when we provide a, um, a service of sexual healing, should we create uh, some, la some layers, some levels in the journey for this individual? Because offering a service that they may not be ready for at the beginning, uh, uh, you know, where we go to the end. So, or even to the person, like sometimes they're not ready. So it's about the aspect of readiness when it comes to the levels and stages. What is your perspective on that one? Yeah, absolutely. Like with anything, there's always going to be different levels with how you proceed. Whether you're going to a talk therapist or a psychological bodywork practitioner, uh, you know, they're, they're going to you know, get to know the person first and, and then assess where it is that they're at and where it is that they need to get to. Uh, I am also a certified surrogate partner. Uh, trained through IPSA, the International Professional Surgeons Association. And we have a very uh, structured process that we go through with our clients that we work with a therapist at the same time. So we are trying to create a relationship and model a relationship that is happening with this client. And that begins with getting to know who they are and them getting to know who we are. Unlike sexological body work, where it's not a partner engagement kind of situation, surrogate partner is because we're modeling that relationship. So it's not just me, you know, doing hands-on work with a person or talk therapy or anything like that. But it's, you know, hey, who are you? And here's who I am. Here's how I would interact in a relationship type situation. Getting to know somebody. I'm not jumping into bed right away, especially if I've got some issues around my personality, my sexual behavior uh, that have kept me from actually being in the, the relationship field in the first place. So working with that therapist, it's the three of us that determine when we proceed and where we move forward. Uh, and a lot of the first parts of it is, you know, like I said, getting to know each other, building the senses, like getting them to understand what it feels like to have a safe, light caress on just the arm, for example, or a face caress, which that could be a traumatic issue with a person who's been beaten a lot in their relationship. Uh, I've worked with women who have uh, been slapped by their parents or you know, their siblings or uncle or whatever. So anything where the hand is close to the face can be a trigger for them. Mm. And that's one of the reasons I really love this model is because you've got the therapist there to help support everything that's going on. And it just, it's the safest, mm. for sure. Beautiful. Thank you for bringing that up because a lot of people really misunderstand what a surrogate is. And uh, they just think that surrogates are just there for the bam, bam, to <laughs> the end of it. Yeah. And they don't well, understand it. And there's, there's two parts to it. Yeah, there's like... So my distinction is if you're a sex surrogate, then that's pretty much what you're doing. You're having sex with your client right off. There's some sexual issue that they're trying to work through, uh, whether it's body shame issues or, or whatever. Can you know, a woman working with a man, he may have impotence issues. It's like, well, I don't know that I can get erected. I don't know that I can physically have intercourse. So that's something that they can just jump into, I think, fairly quickly. Uh, and the work that I'm working with, with as a certain partner, 
it's clients who are having problems even getting into relationships. Mm. Whatever it is they do, they sabotage them or they're just afraid to. And people say you know, to women, it's like, well, you can just go into any bar and pick up a guy and have sex with him. It's like, no, that's, that's not what we want to have. I think that that can bring a lot more trauma to them. Uh, you know, when guys don't understand where this woman is coming from and not creating a safe space for them, that's what we do as a sort of partner. I tell my clients all the time, you know, you can do what you're normally going to do, and between myself and the therapist, we're going to root that out and point it out and say, okay, how do we work with changing that dynamic so that you can be in relationship? Notice where you're sabotaging your relationships, potential relationships, and we can work that. I'm not going to run away if a woman starts screaming at me for you know, no apparent reason is because she's triggered about something and she's getting frightened of being able to create a relationship. That's what I am a therapist are there for. Mm, I love it. So this actually bring more into awareness. Uh, we're talking about the different modalities of sexual healing. Like this itself is another modality of sexual healing. So this, uh, I believe that um, Pamela pointed out in another interview uh, is the question itself about how many modalities of sexual healing um, are there, out there, uh, to help individuals? So if you know of any that I may not know, <laughs> it's really helpful. Uh, you know, there's probably as many as there are people on the face of the earth. Uh, now, the, the groups that I'm aware of is the Tantra side of things. So bringing the energy into the relationship, bring spirituality into it. There's sexological body work, which is really based on Tantra, but it's added a little more science to mm-hmm. it, uh, which I appreciate. Being a former engineer, uh, I, that really appeals to me. Uh, there's surrogate partner therapy, there's talk therapy, uh, and, and the different modalities that are even within that. There's all sorts of different layers. So it's, you know, there's a, a huge number, and I can't even begin to talk about them all or even know about them all. The ones I'm most familiar with is sexological body work, uh, Tantra. Uh, I've been a Tantra practitioner for about 15 years now. Uh, sexological body work more recently. Uh, and, and that really, you know, it was great training. And a lot of the work I had already uncovered myself in different various trainings that are out there and bring it into myself. Uh, and then there's the certain part of the therapy, which is a whole different process in and to itself. Mm. I just find it fascinating, the uh, surrogate partner therapy. That's, that's fascinating. I'm going to look into that because that I haven't heard of it. I think like I have heard of the sex therapy, uh, sex surrogate, but it is like my first time listening to this, uh, the surrogate partner therapy, which is just, it's just mm-hmm. another um, love of helping individuals, which is, it's, just so cool. Okay. So. Yeah. Well, there's a great movie out there called The Sessions. And it was Helen Hunt and John Hawks, or Hawkins? I think it's Hawkins. Uh, Helen Hunt was even nominated for whatever award they give to actors. And it was a beautiful movie. There's, there's some misleading ideas in it. Like uh, one of the things in the movie is that you only have six sessions, so they limit it to that. And that they're concerned about relationship um, attachment going on and, and they create that energy. And the reality is we want to create that energy with our clients. We want to create that love 
interests between us and our clients because we're modeling a relationship. I can't, if I'm a cardboard cutout trying to model a relationship, that's really not going to work and serve my clients. They want to know what it feels like to be in love, and we absolutely support that. And is it really hard when we have to come to a close because it's not a long-term relationship? Absolutely. Are there tears? Absolutely. Do I miss my clients that I've worked with and have sent them on their way? Absolutely. But to me, it's like a parent sending their kid off to college and you know begin their life without me. Is you know it's kind of a bittersweet thing. It's like wow, they they've grown and they've been able to go so far, and I was a part of that. And I'm sad that they're going to be gone. All at the same time. Thank you. I know Pamela is watching with us today, so thank you, Pamela, for being here. She's sharing about. Yeah, she said she's going to harass me. <laughs> I love Pamela. I, I I can't wait to have her here on the show too. And uh, it's just such a blessing to have you here, um, Dan. So she's sharing about uh, female adoration, the female-driven central body work, and she's sharing the website in the comment is uh, backtothebody.org. So for anybody interested in all the delicious, um, amazing retreat that uh, Dan and Pamela uh, facilitate, uh, I have heard such great things. I can't wait to go myself. So I'm just, I'm really, really excited about it. Yeah, so. Love to have you out. Yes, it would be delicious. You know, we had to experience everything in life. And uh, that is my bucket list. So let's go to the next question. I, uh, I know that this is familiar to you. So is genital work a part of sexual healing? If yes, at what stage of the process should be offered at the beginning or advanced stages of the individual journey? I absolutely think that genital work is part of sexual healing process. And again, I want to reiterate that I don't call myself a healer. I call myself an educator or a practitioner mm-hmm. because like a doctor who practices on their clients, and sometimes they kill their clients or their clients die on them. Uh, you know, that it's a practice. It's not like engineering where it's black and white. One plus one equals two and two plus two equals four, those kinds of things. It's, it's an assessment of what's going on with each individual client that's out there. And we do go through a very structured process to assess our clients. Uh, we have an intake that we go through trying to understand you know, what is their sexual history? Where are they coming from? What kind of traumas are they facing uh, in their lives from past sexual abuses or whatever? And how do we work with them around that? Uh, in a back-to-body retreat, the anti-hand-on session is absolutely optional. There, there's no, you know, we have no uh, shame to them uh, for not doing hands-on work. It's not like we, they come in and say, okay, well, you know, we need to do this. We need to give you 15 orgasms and you know whatever it is. It's totally up to them, and it's assessment of where they're at in their lives for themselves, uh, mutually talked about and uh, come to as to where it is that we go. So the, the women that are coming to us are absolutely in control of what it is we're doing, uh, and we reiterate over and over and over again that this is about them, not about us. Because I know there's a lot of women who can have a tendency to freeze. And when I say women, there's a lot of people in general that can freeze. You know, the whole fight, flight, or freeze mechanism that happens in our bodies when something's coming towards us. And if we've got a lot of trauma, uh, you know, and we are trained to be trauma aware, 
to look for the signs of trauma and what's going on with that, and then you know we can adjust our plan accordingly. And one of the other things that's beautiful about a back-to-body retreat is we have Pamela that's there to catch them. She calls it the muffin. She puts the muffins in for baking, and she takes them out at the end. Uh, and you know some women will have a triggered response, and not only is it Pamela, but the other women in the retreat that are there to support her through that. And again, we're taking our egos out of this, so it's not about us getting anywhere. It's really all about supporting them in their journey for where they want to go to. Mm. I'm just just soaking in all the the richness from what you're sharing because it just melts my heart to know that there's a sacred space for people out there. Women out there, so it's like ah, so like tears. <laughs> but at the same time, what I think I'm hearing is there's such an honoring and respect to the work and to the women that come into the retreat themselves. It's like you really guys uh, take this work seriously, and this is what I love about you guys and and Pamela. You know, like her commitment and her dedication to stand up and to really, uh, you know, invite others out there who are doing this work to take this seriously and to do the work like um i know you pamela are watching but it's like i tell you from my heart it was such inspiration to have you to the event i met you and it you know you know inviting us to really get educated inviting us to really take this seriously inviting us to really get certified to go to school to learn to do this you know to get and you know to get knowledge in trauma so it was so delightful, and and I can see the commitment that you guys have to create this sacred space. It's so beautiful to me. That's why I am so excited to have you here uh, to share your perspective. So, yeah, let's go to the yeah, next my question. Pleasure. <laughs> okay. Um, so I know it's it's, it's we, we we just clarifying more and more and having your perspective is great. So it's having sex with a client considered sexual healing. You know, we talk about sacred prostitute and a lot of people talk about this. And if yet it should be offered at the beginning of the journey or advanced level, like the preparation process. We we literally invite in more clarification in the preparation process that the individual must have and also that the practitioners must have too to be able to offer the services. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, th- I absolutely think that that intercourse uh, can be a part of a sexual healing process, and it depends on the person as to where that goes into. No pun intended with that. Um, you know, if you look at women and what's going on for them in this world around sex and sexual healing versus men, it's a lot different. We don't have any qualms about a man going to a sacred prostitute or even a prostitute. We might a little bit, but you know, in general, it's like, okay, that's kind of okay. But for women, not so much. Well, how come that is? Uh, I don't have any judgment one way or the other for it. Yes, I think that it's valuable to have training. Uh, you know, we all have our own sex morality when it comes to this, and I do too. I, I would never have sex with a client um, at the very beginning. And I don't have sex with a client anyway, unless it's through a surrogate partner role, and that is absolutely with a therapist. My big concern for me is that, will I be having sex with this client because it's an ego-driven event, that 
Like, oh, look, it, I can have sex with this person and it makes me feel better about myself. Well, the value of having a therapist there is it's something that we are working on together. Like, is this an appropriate modality at this point for our client in our progression moving forward? I uh, absolutely don't have sex with clients outside of the certain partner role. And, you know, with our back to the body, following sexological body work, we don't take our clothes off, ever. And that. So it's been really valuable to support that modality as well. To answer that question? Yes. And explain a little bit more into the philosophy behind of not taking your clothes off. Because some people talk about like, oh, it's so powerful for the practitioner to be nude <laughs> when they do the session, which I respect the perspective. But I would like to hear the other perspective and the other reason why we don't take a close up when we do in session. Yeah, so for us, it's a level of safety, not only for our clients, but for ourselves. And I don't want to say at all that that being naked with a client is a bad thing. I think that can absolutely be a good thing. If the client was frightened of a person being naked with them and they can start to work through that because, you know, let's, let's say me, for example, if I was doing something like this, if I got naked with my client and I'm not actually projecting myself to them sexually, then they can start to trust men in a, in a different, better way. But I think that's highly valuable. Uh, we don't do it because it's creating a level of safety for us with our clients and for our clients for themselves. They know that it's not a partner engagement. We've talked about that repeatedly, that we're not going to be coming on to them. And we don't want to, you know, I've got somebody who's pinging me here, and I've got to get out of this. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> it was really distracting, trying to talk to you and it's dinging in my ear. Um, so where was I with that? Uh, as far as getting naked with the clients, we don't, we want to reinforce that it's not a partner engagement, that they're not expected. In fact, we've requested that they don't reach out and touch us because to me, if they're reaching out and touching us, then they're getting into their head instead of their bodies. And I don't want that. That's why it's called back to the body. We're getting back into your body. So many women come to us with this idea of, oh, he's been touching me, and so I need to reach out and do something for him. And they're not really fully receiving their arousal and pleasure for themselves. And so that's the focus of what it is that we're doing at a back to the body retreat. If we keep our clothes on, there's not a mixed message that's coming out that's saying, oh, well, Look at that. He's got an erection, for example, and maybe I should do something with that. Or maybe it's even getting to come at me in a way that's not safe. And we're trying to create it very safe for our clients. Thank you. So when it comes to genital work, um, some people uh, go with a different mindset and perspective that orgasm should be the ultimate goal. Should orgasm be the ultimate goal of, of a healing session when it comes to pleasure or when it comes to, you know, uh, sexual healing? I don't think so, uh, but I'm not saying that that would be wrong either. It, it, everybody's different in what it is that they're designed to have. Uh, I know women who have come to us who, like, I have never had an orgasm. I want to know what that is. 
And so for them to have an orgasm, that could be very healing. Like, wow, I'm not broken. I'm normal. I'm having orgasms. They may have had orgasms and just not understood what they were. Because so many people, because of our culture, the only way they've learned how to have sex or anything about sex is through watching porn. Mm -hmm. So they watch these women that are on these videos that are flopping around like a fish out of water, uh, and they think, well, I should be having that. And, you know, it's not true. Yeah. Uh, most women don't. And so, and, or most, you know, they, they worry, it's like, well, I've never had an orgasm through intercourse. Something's wrong with me. Now, we're not going to have intercourse with them to show, well, you can't have an orgasm through intercourse if you're doing this or the other. That we teach to them. Because again, it's not a partner engagement with us. Uh, back to the body, in particular. Uh, but you know, I, I think that orgasm is client dependent. Do women have orgasms during our retreats? Absolutely. Do we push them and say you need to have an orgasm? Absolutely not. In fact, we tell them let's take that off the table because we don't want to add that particular stress into this. If we have a climax, great. If you don't, that's fine too. Enjoy the journey and enjoy what it is that we're providing for you and don't worry about what's going on. The more that you release that stress, uh, the cortisol and any kind of adrenaline, that's going to prevent you from having orgasm anyway. So mm. let's just take that off the table and get you to relax and if and when you have an orgasm, great, let's celebrate it. And if not, that's okay too. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. Yes. So this is the question that actually inspired me to create uh, this series of conversations uh, with amazing practitioners like you and Pamela, who is watching. Is is which you know it can help us all of us because I feel like every time I'm listening to a new a new one a new answer is like oh my gosh like it's a new standard I you know to look up for to to improve self to to make it better to make it safer so what are the code of ethic sexual healers should have with clients even for those who offer sexual work as part of it so I have two different code of ethics that I adhere to right now. One is through IPSA, the International, International Professional Surrogates Association, in what it is that we do. And it's on the website. Anybody can go out to the website and see what it is, uh, which includes that we will not have a long-term relationship with our clients. That is a, is a temporary relationship. And after that relationship is complete, we will not have contact with our client for, I think, a minimum of six months. So even if they reach out to us, we're not to go back to them. Because let's face it, we're human. We get emotions. We have, we create attachments. And so there was a surrogate that had created an attachment to his client. And if you wait six months, then you know that that attachment, you know, the oxytocin and all that stuff, hopefully has dissipated, and you've gotten into a space where you can think more practically about what is that's going on. In the psychological body work. We've got very similar things, like we use gloves anytime we're touching mucous membranes. Uh, we keep our clothes on, uh, all those kinds of things. So it's, it's very structured in that. In the touch world, it's been less so. Uh, you know, my, my initial teacher was Charles Muir, and through source school, I've done all three levels of, of 
as teacher training, I've done you know, more advanced stuff as well. And in my trainings with him, he talked about not having sex with clients. And but it was more general kinds of rules. It was, he wasn't telling anybody you can do this or you can't do that. He was making suggestions as to what he thought you should or shouldn't do. And you know, I followed that as I was moving forward before I got some of these other trainings. I never had sex with a client at intercourse. And you know, maybe that's something we should define too is what is sex because uh, there's so many different definitions of what sex means. To me, it's this passing the sexual energy. So you could technically say that, yes, I'm having sex with all of my clients, but I'm not having penis and vagina sex with them. That sort of thing. But yeah, I, I think it would be very valuable for us to self-regulate and have some kind of guidelines to create a level of safety. One of my big fears in the Tantra world is I know that there are different modalities out there that one in particular, which it makes me cringe, is they talk to their, so they're teaching a workshop and they'll tell the participants that because we're the teachers, we can't initiate a sexual contact with you, but if you want to hit on us, then that's okay. And my sex um, morality says, no, that's not okay. You're still in a position of power, a position of authority. Mm-hmm. Somebody's looking up to you, and you know, that, that, that to me isn't right. But you know, again, it depends on the person that's there. If you've got somebody who's very advanced sexually, and they are in their power, they are empowered around their sexuality, then is it wrong to do that? Now, if, to me, it's a judgment call in the moment. But my sex morality for myself is no, I would never do that. Thank you. Pamela sharing that pleasure and education for the direction of the client. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Pamela, for sharing that. Beautiful. So, how do we know who is a qualified practitioner? How can you, um, what, will, what will be your insight on that for all of those who are looking to do, you know, dive deeper into the aspect of sexual healing, even sexual healing that does not include genital work, that, you know, it could be like myself, I don't do any genital work, I do the preparational work, that is the, the aspect of the coaching, the emotional mastery, and working with your shadows, and purging, all of that, so when they're ready, they can go to, you know, the, those amazing practitioners that... Uh, professional body, you know, sexual body, I can pronounce the whole thing, but <laughs> sexological <laughs> body workers, you know, I can refer that because, uh, I, you know, I can do that because I know the training, so, and I know that the standards are high, and, and people like you and Pamela and retreat, so I can, I can offer that, uh, but they have worked with me already, and, uh, and for those who are not, uh, who, who are doing genital work, how do you, what are your perspective? What would be your tip for people uh, how to find a great practitioner, you know, qualified practitioners? Well, me, for one, just come to me and I'm having a Great. <laughs> uh, just, just kidding. And I know that I'm actually not the right person for everybody out there either. So my advice is you talk to the person, find out what their motivations are, find out what their background is. Find out what it is that their their purpose for doing this work is. I know a lot of practitioners that are out there that got into it because 
it was a way for them to meet people sexually. Like, oh, I'm the great Tantra god. You know, look at me. You should come to me and worship me and, and let's have sex. And if you, I think people, when you talk to somebody like that, you'll pick up that energy and say, yeah, this person's not for me. Find out what their intention is and how they're going to help you in doing what it is that they're going to do. Also understand if they uh, work, you know, how they work with you. So if you've got a particular issue, then what is it you want to do? In the surrogate partner world, for example, I do not work with gay men. I cannot create a relationship with gay men. I don't know how to model a relationship with a man, uh, a romantic relationship with a man. I've done sexological body. I've done sorry. I've done that, but I've done um, body electric. So I've worked with men before, and and just don't turn me on. I just I can't create that relationship model for those men. Now, if they need me to touch them and get them to a certain place, absolutely, I can do that. That's not a problem for me. But to model that in a sort of partner modality, it just doesn't work. So talk to them, find out what's going on, find out what their trainings are. I know that I can trust, for the most part, sexological body work because they've got a bigger level of training, and now there's even more stringent training that's out there. Um, Somatic Sex Educators Association Mm-hmm. Uh, is doing a lot of really good stuff and and creating some strong boundaries. So I trust that and what is they're doing. But if I'm a person who needs to have intercourse because that's where I think that I'm broken, I'm not going to go to sex logical body work because they're not going to do that kind of work. So I need to find somebody that is, and then what is their motivation behind it? I think that's probably the biggest thing. And if you just get a, a weird feeling from I'm happy to refer them to somebody and say, yeah, I don't know if this person's right for you or not, but talk to them and see if, if that'll work. Yeah, thank you. Um, so also, what you were mentioning earlier when to come to the retreat, you, you also were talking about the intake form that you really guys look into really deeply into who are the individuals that are coming into your retreat so you have like a better understanding so that could be also like insight for individuals to know that uh, whenever, when you look for somebody who is going to help you in this realm they're really going to be professional and prepare with an intake form <laughs> to begin with because they want to know more about yeah. you right um, yep. yep that's absolutely true for us you know it's such a long process because for a woman to come to a back to body retreat, sometimes they've been following Pamela for years. Mm-hmm. And then we have, you know, then they pulled this trigger. They said, okay, I'm, I'm ready to go to a retreat. Or not. We had one woman who said, no, I really wanted to go, but I didn't know who you guys were. And so we have a, an event called a portal. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's $500 or so right around that area. It's a weekend long thing. Um, you don't get touched by a practitioner, but we do a demo. You get a chance to see who we are. You get a chance to see our teachings. And we had women, and I can tell you, after doing a demo, they say, I want what she's having. And they end up coming to our retreats, and they'll come to multiple retreats. We recently did something called The Opening, uh, which is a similar kind of model, but they were there with us for four days, and they actually had sessions with some of the body work. And they were shorter sessions, but again, you have a uh, little bit of communication and contact with the male practitioners and the entire organization that's there. 
through Pamela, assistants, other staff that are there supporting these women, and then the other women that are there on top of that. So we do a lot of work in preparing them for a retreat. Once they've decided to come to a retreat, we actually have an intake call with them you know, a month or two before the retreat itself. Then once they get here, we have another intake process with them. It's like, okay, I talked to you a month ago, but that was that was a month off at that point. It maybe wasn't real for you. Now it's here. Now you're you're with us. You're seeing me live. You know, what's coming up for you in this moment? And then the next day when we have the session with them, again, we sit down with them and say, okay, there's where the rubber's hitting the road. What's going on for you in this moment? So really giving them a way to step away from it if they need to, but create that level of trust and safety. And, and it all starts with Pamela creating the level of trust that she does for the overall, overall organization. Yeah. I'm loving this because um, uh, watching Pamela and watching you guys also doing your uh, live streaming when you are at some retreat and listening to you guys, you know, sometimes you wonder what the process because, yeah, everybody can go to the site and, you know, start looking into it. But watching and to you right now and listening to you, the level of preparation that you guys take the individuals before they get into the treat, retreat, it's not just... It's not just easy for them to just say, okay, here's my credit card, take me to your retreat. Like, you really take this seriously and you actually take them to like, okay, attend it, come here, test it. We, we really, we really check in where you are in every single step of the way to understand your trigger, to understand like your attachment, to understand like what is actually happening at a deeper level within you before you even come to a retreat that could be so transformational to your life. And also, it's not just um, a safety uh, for for the individual, but also for you guys, because that way you also know who are the real <laughs> serious people who want this work, and not somebody that yeah. is going to damage your reputation in, in some level, you know, because they have not cleared mm-hmm. their own stuff and their own uh, shadows and their own egos, and you know, it it can be easily um, it can be this. this very easily dangerous for somebody to offer something like this in a in a shot. So I really yeah. love this. I really really appreciate this. Um, yeah, I'll tell you the the biggest problem we've had is with women who just sign up and we don't know who they are. Pamela usually has interactions with all these women before they actually sign up, and every once in a while we we'll get a woman who just out of the blue will sign up to do a retreat. And then we start our process of trying to reach out to her and get to know her a little bit. And one case in particular, you know, she, I guess, didn't understand what she was getting into, and she had signed up and didn't understand why men were at a women's retreat. Well, the modality that we're teaching, a lot of these women are, have their, their trauma and their issues with men. So what better way to heal that trauma than with men? Mm-hmm. It's great to have all these women saying, yeah, you know, don't let men get to you and stand up to men and you know, whatever it is they're saying. But until you actually put them in the water, you know, it's the problem I have with talk therapy. I think talk therapy is great, but it's only been shown from statistics I've seen to be 20% effective. Mm-hmm. Touch therapy is actually 80% effective. So the surrogate partner work we do has been proven be 80% effective, but it's much more effective than just talk therapy. And when you combine them together, it's even more effective. So it's 
Awesome. I appreciate you so much. Thank you. So, I think that you covered so much already, and uh, you have uh, offered us great insight and perspective on, on this work of sexual healing and uh, listening to you and honoring um, the boundaries that you guys have and the integrity. Uh, like, what I love about you guys, to be honest, is the integrity of the work that is being done uh, to create a safety for these, uh, you know, the safety container for all these women that come to the retreat. I really, I, you have no idea, like, my heart is, like, in bubbles, like, it's orgasmic. Mm. It's like, yes, because... And this is the intention that we have here in our series and the intention of my work itself, you know, to keep myself accountable listening to you guys as role models, to, to do the work that we do and like even though I don't do gen genital work, but I, I do work in, in this realm with coaching and somatic therapy work and all this, it's like how can we look up to amazing practitioners like you guys, the role models, to keep the integrity and the safety uh, the safetyness that it needs to be that is a must it's not just a choice it's a must have and when we create mm. this so really inspiring it really fills my heart with so much joy so so thankful <laughs> for having you here oh, today that's good well I'm glad thank you so how our audience can uh, reach out to you guys and reach out to your work yeah uh, so my email address is dan at backtothebody.org uh, reach out to me at any point in time, and I'm happy to have a conversation. Uh, you can go to our website, backtothebody.org, and see what it is that we have to offer. We're always putting videos out there uh, on that site. Uh, Pamela writes prolifically on Facebook, so you can follow her there uh, you know, and, and just join the movement. Uh, come to, we've got a portal that's coming up in New Jersey in June. And I forget the date. I probably should have looked it up beforehand, but I forgot. Uh, and that's a really great way for women who are on the fence. Like, I want to go, but I'm not sure if this is right for me. Uh, you can go to this. It's not a residential retreat, which is what our, our back of the body retreats are. Uh, it's a week, but it's a weekend long, so you have to get a hotel unless you're living in that area and drive home. But you get a really good taste of what it is that we have to offer and see whether it's for you. You get to meet with Pamela. I won't be at that one. You know, Wecker will be there. Uh, so you see a practitioner. You get to talk to the practitioner, and you get to see for yourself: is this right for me? Uh, if we we don't have another opening on the schedule at this point in time, we're working on our 2019 calendar now. Uh, so we're looking at other kinds of ways to create that kind of introductory level face-to-face -face meeting. Uh, but call us, reach out, talk to Pamela. She talks to everybody. She will talk to you, hold your hand, you know, find out where it is that you want to go and whether back the body retreat this for you or not. Yeah, and I love Pamela. It's, it's um, a really great great woman to look up to and to feel inspired, especially if you are watching and you are a, pract a practitioner of, of any level of any modality of sexual healing. Uh, she's definitely somebody to look up to and, like, you know, like, you know, like, uh, sometimes, you know, people who, she's, she's very powerful. <laughs> and sometimes powerful t people would trigger the shit out of other people. <laughs> and, and that's okay. But, you know, that power is actually inviting us to, to, 
stay, you know, in integrity with the work and to be here for clients. It's not about our ego. It's not about us. It's about our clients and the safety that it must be created to do this work. So if you're a practitioner and you follow Pamela, she will maybe eventually trigger you at some level to step up. So that's mm-hmm. all I have to say. <laughs> yeah, but, no, it's definitely true. And that's something we talk about with our clients all the time is, we want you to push you to your edge. If you're living comfortable, then you're not going to grow. If you get to that edge and then push it and expand it, that's when you grow. We don't want to break that edge, but we definitely want to stretch it out. You know, I, I work in the ski industry as well in Colorado, and one of the things we talk to people all the time about is if you're not falling, you're not learning. Every time you fall, there's a little piece that you start to understand. It's like, why did I fall? Oh, I crossed my skis. I did this. I did that. I know not to do that now. Or I know where I need to look to improve myself. Same thing applies to yourself and your pleasure and your arousal and your sexual energy. If I'm not pushing that edge and potentially falling on occasion, well, Pamela will do this. We will all do it. We will, we will trigger you from time to time hopefully in a safe enough environment where you feel safe to get that triggering and we don't shame you for that, that's when the growth happens. Yes, and I tell you that, yes, like, Oh, in this event that we participated together, there were triggers and like people were triggered <laughs> by her power or her authenticity of the integrity of this work. And I'm like, okay, I feel triggered here, but what is this about? Like, I know I don't do genital work. I know I'm like a tantra practitioner, but I don't, you know, like I know I'm a coach and, and I, she was so inspired. And, but it was so good for me because it, it, you know, it brought me to the perspective like, you know what? I have to take my work seriously. You know, there's so, there's so many people out there that they're not taken seriously. And yeah, the trigger may have been so, it was a gift to me to be able to say, you know what? Let me step up. It's my time to really step up here and do what I gotta do. Learn what I gotta learn. Read what I got, whatever I gotta read. Like, get back into my shadow and, you know, clear out whatever is not, you know, it's not being of service to me and to my clients, especially for the work that we do. So even if yeah. I don't touch genital, it still is, is a container of, of sacredness and trust that that it is broken is, is not cool at all. So it re-traumatizes. Right. You don't have to touch genitals to trigger somebody and to send them into a trauma reaction, trauma response. Uh, touching genitals may bring that up a little bit quicker or in different ways. You know, who knows? It's, that's part of work that we do and, and you know, that, that's the value of what we bring because we, we do get training all the time. We're always updating our training, always talking to other practitioners, learning what we can about ourselves and the work in general. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for bringing up the whole aspect of the triggers, like the way that it was brought up because it's really important for people to understand that this journey, in my perspective, in my awareness and in this journey itself, like, um, we're going to be triggered. So, so this journey of healing is it's powerful. It's not chemical, and we're going to be triggered. It doesn't matter from who, but we are responsible of our responses, you know, and, like, how we react and how we respond and, and just really honoring the triggers as the gift of our evolution and our growth. So ah, thank you so much for, for that, uh, Dan. I appreciate you. So, again, um, you can go to backtothebody.org. Pamela shared already uh, in the link, and I also brought it into the the screen. Uh, the special event in New Jersey is backtothebody.org. 
dash special event special event so the link is right there for all of you guys to uh to look into it and from yeah it's, it's called the portal and uh, it's under a special event section yeah yeah and for someone who has clients and people that come to my event that have talked amazing things about this uh retreat i definitely can say that i'm really glad uh, that to see this out there for women so really thankful thank you dan yeah. i appreciate you today Yeah, thank you, and thanks for the work that you're doing, getting this message out there to people. It's you know, it's people like you and us that create a level of safety for for people just in general to work through their stuff around this. Yeah, that's yeah. very valuable. Thank you, appreciate you, and thank you for everyone for joining us today. Thank you, Pamela, for staying the whole time and participating. I really appreciate you. I can't wait to have you next. Uh, so. Uh, we'll see you guys next time and again and you can always uh, come back to Lucia Gabriel TV you can always find me here on Facebook and the recordings are nicely edited go to YouTube so you can go to my channel and if you want to learn more about me you can go to luciagabriela.com and if you are in Florida you can always come to Nuna Holistic Retreat Center where we specialize in emotional and sexual healing so love you all and have a great time